In 2020, the marching arts world adopted the phrase, March On. And in 2021, DCI and its cores will do just that. This year, Drum Corps International will present the DCI Celebration Tour, with cores designing unique performances for this non-competitive year. In this episode, we look at the challenges facing the performers and cores, what does a non-competitive DCI season even look like, and most importantly, what are we looking forward to seeing on the field in 2021? After a year of no live drum corps, it's time to celebrate the past, present and future of Marching Music's Major League. So Mallory, we are back We're for back. a season two. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure whether this would happen. Um, I suppose there was a lot of uncertainty. Not a, not only about a podcast, of course, but just about drum corps and the marching arts and the arts in general have just been so up in the air for the last year. But um, I think it's fair to say, you know, we've done a lot of the interviews already for this season. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that it's all been so much more positive this year than it was last year. Like the difference in, I think we've mentioned this a couple of times during our interviews, the difference in the vibe of everyone who's come on that we've been able to talk to has just been so much more upbeat and positive. And like, not that anyone was, you know, really sad last year, but a lot of our conversations kind of had a bittersweet tone to them because we weren't sure what was going to happen next year. We like a lot of, I think you've mentioned a couple of times, I felt like some of these people were maybe recounting stories that of an activity that might not exist anymore. And so there was, there was a bit of sadness last year and it's, it's so much nicer this year. Everyone's so excited for the celebration tour, which is very aptly named. There was, there was an element of um, sort of grief, you know, yeah. um, people were grieving for a missed season and, and worried and concerned for, for future seasons. But um, look, one of the things that this episode, but the in the whole season really focuses on is the incredible effort that everyone has put together, put in mm. to make sure that drum core moves forward into 2021, 2022, whether the core is taking part in the celebration tour or not the incredible work that has been done by um, by instructors, staff members, volunteers all across the activity, and of course the performers as well. Um, you know, I think we have a great season to look forward to. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think we cover a lot of different topics last year, but we really just scraped the surface. Last year was the taster course. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> like, 
because how do you pick eight topics like just eight topics to cover um to try and inform you know people about what this activity is because that's what this podcast is it's me trying to find out more about the activity that i've you know fallen in love with um but i still don't feel particularly with the people that i talk to on this on this podcast all the time i still don't feel i know anywhere near enough to call myself you know informed on the activity as much as i love it as much as i love it as an outsider um so we we've picked a few interesting topics to get into this year yeah um i'm really looking forward to this year we've got some cool stuff i particularly as you said last year we we're just scratching the surface and i think the one that i am most excited about because it feels the most mysterious to me and again i feel like we're we're kind of blowing their spot a little bit um is <laughs> the feature on the front ensemble I'm so excited about that yeah. episode because they just felt so mysterious to me when I marched. Like last year, we really didn't talk about them at all, you know, because we talked about judging drum corps. Yeah. Um, but because they get, um, as because they're part of the percussion caption, we really didn't talk enough about the actual front ensemble itself. Um, yeah. And I'm fascinated by it because it doesn't exist in the marching arts really. Um, outside of that drum corps uh, or, or U.S. marching band it's world, really you don't see many setting. of the yeah, and that sound is so incredible. And and why those instruments and why not other instruments? All of that is like fascinating to me, you know. So, mm. um, what what else have you found really interesting this year? Um, what else have we got going on this year? I mean, it's always fun to um to highlight certain cores. And then this year we got to highlight Phantom Regiment um, and to hear some of the stories and the history about that core was so cool. Uh, like me personally, I know I never marched there, but like one of their shows is the reason I did drum core. So I have a very like soft spot in my heart for that, for that core. And it was really exciting to talk about them. Um, we're diving And I think into... that's the reason that we decided to highlight Phantom Regiment this year. You know, we, yeah. which core do you feature first when you start doing core features? I think the reason we decided to pick Phantom Regiment was because we hear so many stories just like what just like that, which Absolutely. is that Phantom Regiment 2008 or, you know, Phantom Regiment 82, whatever generation you're from, it, you know, that these 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 shows that inspired so many kids to get into the activity um i get and then some of the other my one of my other favorite episodes they're all my favorite i can't pick um but one of the other ones that i've really enjoyed is we were talking about instep in dci and that new part of the organization and how the organization is growing and you know trying to trying to better themselves and be more open and accepting and we've had some absolutely incredible guests for that episode yeah i mean last year we made a very purpose deci- purposeful decision to not focus on current affairs um mm-hmm. a lot was happening we were all in lockdown the year was just after being it was cancelled and so we focused on celebrating the activity learning about different aspects of the activity but going into 2021 i think we've made a very conscious decision to focus on what's happening in the activity right now starting with today's episode by the way which is talking about the celebration tour but yes episode seven focuses on that new expanded role of the instep committee um and um and you certainly you know as an outsider not only to the activity but to the u.s it's been a very eye-opening 
um conversation or conversations mm-hmm. um and uh, i hope i hope people really um get a lot from that episode yeah so 2021 the celebration tour what are you speaking as two people that don't know whether they'll see it live this year or not yeah um you know there is still restrictions for you know international people to travel to the u.s now you can you can get there i uh, can you I know have a hard time getting back yeah potentially yeah uh, i can't actually enter the u.s now at the moment so it's still un- unknown whether as i record this episode today uh june 21st uh, i don't know whether i'll actually make it to dci finals this year which is potentially devastating but i'm you know I'm, i've still got my fingers crossed which is wild um, because but- at this rate you've gone to dci finals more than i have and i marched <laughs> like that's that's well, just wrong it's <laughs> <laughs> not fair <laughs> Well, you know, I think regardless of whether we make it there or not, I think we're both very excited to see what comes out of this season. So I think the thing I'm most excited for is seeing what a non-competitive season looks like. Yeah. And what rules are potentially going to be broken. What interesting shows the designers can come up with when there's no real rules as to what can and can't be done Um, i think that's going to be fascinating um what are you looking forward to the most i think dan potter when we interviewed him he said it the best and he's like i'm just excited to be back and honestly i think that's where i where i am as well it was so weird to to not have that year where you follow your favorite cores around the country and see all these new shows as they develop and scores take them or leave them but it's kind of fun you know to track people's scores and see how each of the regionals turns out i'm just excited to amongst you know every other part of life see a bit of that normalcy return to to the world of the arts and to marching arts and to dci and to just get together with people that from this organization that i consider a family and start celebrating something we love again So let's start by looking forward. After a year of no live drum corps, we're at the outset of a unique season. What are you looking forward to the most? Getting out of the house. (laughs) Actually traveling and and being a normal human being again. Rick Brown, brass instructor with the Bluecoats. Um, The friends that I've missed for almost two years, like, you know, well, it is two years now. Matter of fact, we haven't had drum corps in two years. So just being able to touch and see and hug and and just be around friends that I haven't seen in years. Um, being back in the circle and and making and being the blue coats. You know, we talked about that at our last camp. You know, it's time to be the blue coats again. We've been the virtual coats for a while. So now, actually getting back in the center, my good friend Bob Cressy, like he said. Um, being able to hear that sound again, you know, um, and, you know, just DCI excellence, all those things I'm really looking forward to. I don't, I'm not sure, Keith, I can talk about it without starting to cry. You probably know this voice. This is Dan Potter of DCI's Field Pass podcast. Um, my wife is sitting here off camera. She knows all too well that uh, I, I don't know if I watched as much drum corps, you know, via the Blu-rays this past year as I normally did, because every time I would try, I would start bawling for everything that was lost last year. 
And now the tears come when I think about everything that's about to happen and what it's going to be like having that reunion on the field with those performers in these extraordinary circumstances where the lid is off the creative barrel, man, and all the monkeys are going to be out playing. It's going to be just a spectacular, unique, singular season this summer. I can't wait to see what it produces. I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. I've seen, I've seen the same stuff on social media you've seen, but I have no idea really what we're going to see. And will it change this activity forever? Will it be a reset of the product in some way? Will it be tapping back into our roots in some way? I hope it's all of those things. I don't know about you. I just want to hear them play. I just want to see them. This is Michael Cesario. And I think that the, um, uh, I have to say that the, the members are just as excited as can be. And uh, some of them can do it and some of them can't do it um, because of school. I mean, COVID hit a lot of people below the waist. It, it, it really, there's just unfair playing. And, and uh, so for some kids that really wanted to do it, they simply cannot. And uh, the cores are by and large trying to make it relatively cheap uh, to do it. It isn't a full season but they do have to have protection to make sure that all of the performers are safe. And uh, that's the most important thing, as it should be. Uh, but but um, for those of us who are not first, we're, we're the audience, we're the fans, or second, or whatever it is. Um, we are the first opportunity for the performers to perform. And so we get it full in the face. And I'm hoping that uh, given that there isn't a competitive angle to this, which is odd uh, and certainly unusual for us. And a lot of people come because they want to see a contest. We know that. But what's great about this is the course can try anything they want. And I think you get a creative bunch of um, writers and performers. And, and I, I don't know what to expect. And I think that's the fun of it. As a drum major, one of the things that I'm most excited for about DCI Celebration Tour is simply getting to work with the staff, the amazing members, the volunteers, and everyone else that helps make the DCI experience possible. As a member on the field, I can imagine it's easy to get sucked into, oh, I'm at this place on the field, I have to be in my dot, I have to know this music, that you know, being on the other end, being able to see the work that they put in as a drum major, we're really running around doing a lot of work behind the scenes that a lot of people don't recognize or, or see. And I'm very excited to be back on the field, to be back in person, and just to support the DCI legacy for everyone that has marched in the past and to help continue to pave the way for everyone that's going to come after this season because the world is watching. This season, we've, we've had a break from marching band. We've had to stop doing something that we all love so much and helping bring the magic back to marching band to help continue to inspire the next generation of marchers is something that's on all of our shoulders to do. And, and as a drum major, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to most, not just getting back with a core that I love very much and, and so many members and staff that I love working with every second of every day, but to help be the inspiration to some high schooler right now that's watching and wants to get involved in drum corps and helping show them that drum corps is back. It's, it's better than ever and we're gonna continue paving the way for an even more outstanding activity. 
it's almost surreal in some ways. I think when we're we're having our virtual camps and meetups and planning different meetings and whatnot, figuring out what to pack, meeting up with the conductor team, um, it feels super exciting to to kind of envision it again because it feels several years ago when it happened when it really wasn't too long ago um so yeah it's refreshing it's exciting i also think that the celebration tour as an alternative to a conventional season is a great way to kind of segue back into what we might call normalcy and and that's just a really great gradual transition back into it um, so yeah, I am very excited. I'm cautiously excited, I would say, as, as well, just because, especially in this role, but for everybody, there's so many unprecedented things that will have never happened before or different issues that we might need to think on our feet um, a little bit more to deal with. And that's that's the nature of drum corps in all of its entirety, but I think this season it's going to be a little bit more unique. So with with tempering my excitement and still allowing myself to want to enjoy it and whatnot, I know that I'm, I'm going to have to go in with my team and my team knows this too, um, just being prepared for whatever might happen. The first show I get to announce is Round Rock, Texas. And Keith, um, I don't know if you recall, but at the very beginning of the shows that I announce, I'll say a couple of sentences kind of, you know, with the date, a little bit about that day, whether it's hot, whether it's whatever, and then it ends with, it's drum corps time in Texas or wherever we are. <laughs> Saying those words, yelling those words in Round Rock, maybe the 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 greatest relief and release of the past whatever 15 months that I can think of. I just, I don't know what I'm going to say yet, but uh, I've kind of been toying with ideas in my, in my head. Um, but it's, I'm, I, that is, you're right. That's the one moment above all others that me personally, that I'm looking forward to. When 2022 comes along, yeah, they're going to come back. <laughs> you know the, the the plug is going to be pulled and it isn't just money but really that they're going to um frankly knock your teeth in best they can and they're going to try to show you that they're that the potential for that is this year and i think you're going to see little hints of the past and little hints of the future uh in order to keep a balance while they explore what's next well you know the thing is people in our activity are all already wildly creative and they're they're breaking boundaries all the time already even within the rules we have so i feel like nothing's going to be different this year and as i've talked to the designers and instructors they want everybody just to have a great drum corps experience they want the students to have a great drum corps experience and they're not backing off i mean they're going to be full out we're impressive shows nobody's like holding back Finding Drum Corps is brought to you by the DCI Fan Experience Tour. After historic canceled season, this year, Drum Corps is back. This tour is the best way to experience your time in Indianapolis with meet and greets, photos on the field, and exclusive behind the scenes access throughout the tour. The DCI Fan Experience is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures and includes accommodation and show tickets for all three nights in Indianapolis for the finale of the 2021 Celebration Tour from August 12th through the 14th. You can find out more about the tour over on globalbandroom.com or in the show notes for this episode of Finding Drum Corps.
before the break we heard from just some of the guests who will feature on this season of Finding Drum Corps about what they're looking forward to most in 2021. But a season like this isn't any normal season and Corps, regardless of whether they've decided to take part in the Celebration Tour or not, have had huge decisions and preparations to make for this summer. Well, I think for us, um, you know, Keith, we, uh, we quickly transitioned last year uh, when, when the shutdown took place. Um, you know, I think we, we communicated to the membership. Um, it was going to be our 80th anniversary for 2020. Chris Holland, Executive Director of the Boston Crusaders and current Chair of the DCI Board of Directors. Um, and we had cast that particular core pretty much in full minus the guard um, in December of 2019. So you know, we had quite a bit of activity and show learning that had already taken place December through you know, really marching into April uh, before ultimately you know, we all came to the reality that there wasn't going to be a 2020. Um, so part of the process of sort of you know, delivering that news was committing to those um, students, like, you know, we're going to come back in 21 and you're going to have the opportunity to be, you know, the 80th edition of the Boston Crusaders. Um, we're going to continue to have, um, to develop the relationship between you, the staff, each other in the core over the summer uh, and into the fall. And we, we guaranteed everyone who had already committed to us a, a performing spot for 2021. Um, and we knew that we needed time to think about it. So we said, look, you know, I need to know by really December because uh, we need to know how many spots we have to fill. Uh, so, you know, we kind of had a jump start on 21 because we really never shut it down. We were really smart about how much activity we had over the summer and into the fall as kids started to go back to college and we're still navigating COVID. Um, but I think it's a, you know, virtually it's a pretty tight group uh, and they did have the benefit of uh, live meetings in, you know, November, December, January and February of 2020 before ultimately the, the, uh, the shutdown happened. Um, so for 2021, you know, we decided, okay, the stuff that we did learn last year, you're going to have to put that aside. We're not going to do that material, that show. Um, you know, we kind of rebooted the design team uh, in September uh, and said, okay, um, how do you want to approach this? At that time, we didn't know, you know, we thought we'd have an opportunity to do live Boston Crusaders, but we didn't know if there would be a tour. Uh, and we didn't know if, um, we would really be able to even entertain live. So we started to, you know, create scenario planning around, well, you know, what if we move in to Vermont and we produce a, a show and, you know, we deliver it virtually, you know, to fans and to, um, you know, alumni and drum corps fans. Um, and we pretty quickly, you know, settled on, on the sort of the, the core principle of like, we want to deliver uh, create the experience for the members. Uh, we want them to get what they came here uh, for, and that was a a full, fully produced um, 2021 Boston Crusader program. That was sort of the next chapter uh, of Goliath. So we we 
quickly realized that you know we're not gonna you know we're not gonna scale back our approach or what we do from a design standpoint, from a teaching standpoint, uh, and just from an experience standpoint. So we communicated that to the members because there was a lot of questions like, well, you know, if there is Boston Crusaders and if there is DCI, like what's it gonna be like? And the only thing I had control over was like I can tell you that. You know, we're going to design a, a wild show. It's going to be super creative. Um, there's going to be, there's probably going to be props and stage props. And the things that brought you here, if you watched Wicked Games or SOS or Goliath, uh, you came here because of that those shows resonated with you. Well, 2021 is going to be more of that. Uh, and uh, I think that the membership got excited about that. Um, you know, to step it back, I had to go to my board. You know, our fiscal year ends in September. Begin the new year begins in October, uh, and I needed to make the commitment to the design team. Uh, I go, look, you know, we're going to recreate a show. You know, we need to start that now. And once we start, you know, we're invested in it financially, and you know, from a time standpoint, um, you know, it could be that we have this, you know, pretty, you know, highly produced um, show that goes nowhere that goes to Vermont and people have to enjoy on a computer screen. Uh, will you support that? Um, in the board, they didn't even blink. They just said, of course. And they asked my rationale and I go, well, we have these members that came here you know, to experience a certain thing and to, to do it the way that we do it. And I'm asking you to, to fund that, you know, to allow me to, to, to spend on that. Um, and it was the right decision then, and obviously it's the right decision now because you know things really kind of lined up. You know, uh, you know, we had hoped that there would be a tour. You know, by the middle of winter, we go look. There's going to be a tour. It's going to be short, but there's going to be a tour. Um, you know, we had hoped that there would be a vaccine rollout. Um, we never, you know, we we didn't know it was going to roll out in January and really roll out the way that it did. Um, so a lot of things kind of went our way to support that decision, but uh, we did make it back in September. So uh, we've done a lot of virtual learning, um, you know, enough without being overbearing. I think we've been smart. You want to balance things. You know, we, we were respectful of um, the fact that, you know, members have school and, um, you know, they're still navigating um, and have been navigating all these COVID protocols. We didn't want it to be a stressful um, situation for them in terms of the membership commitment to us. That said, we had pretty regular, you know, assignments and in meetings. And, um, I think it, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was easy for us to jump start that because of what we had done already for the 2020 season. You know, we really, uh, you know, we're fortunate in, in that our approach allows us to, cast a drum corps a little bit earlier. Our audition season is a little bit earlier than some of the other drum corps, our peers. And, you know, our bringing them into the, quote, the family and the culture, I think happens probably a little bit ear earlier. Um, you know, some drum corps, they had just sort of made their final selections, you know, in January, February, and COVID comes in March. You know, we're probably more like November, December. Um, so we actually, you know, our motto is like, look, I mean, kids kind of have a really good idea of, of where they want to march. You know, it, it's a, you know, for every young person that has three or four or five groups on a list, there's, you know, there's a hundred that say, that's the core I want to march in. You know, I want to be a Boston Crusader. 
Um, so we try to we try to accelerate the the audition process. You know, our our thing is like, look, let's 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 give them a, a yes or a no as as quickly as we can. We want to get to know them as performers and as people. Uh, let's get them in a Boston Crusader T-shirt and sweatshirt, and let's let's have them immersed in the culture, you know, as quickly as possible. So they get maximum return on their investment as well. So they're a Crusader from you know December all the way through August, you know, and, and they get that extra. Um, you know, those extra months to kind of come together and, and, you know, build the affinity for the organization as well. Back in 2020, DCI made a decision to allow members who were due to age out that year to have an extension and still have the opportunity to march their final year with their core. I asked Chris about this extension and had members taken up the opportunity? Uh, great question. You know, and it, it, it's a mix. It's a combination of, of the two. Um, we uh, unfortunately, there are some incredible members who, um, you know, they had to move on. They had grad school, uh, you know, obligations, and um, you know, especially students who maybe aren't music majors. It's like I'm an engineering major, and I'm, you know, I'm taking a job, you know. Uh, so we had a few members, you know, three and four, and in one case, a five-year member who didn't really get to age out. Um, but we also had many that stayed on, and they're going to exercise that that that, you know, that kind of bonus year, if you will. And some of them are pretty unique. I mean, we have, uh, you know, one, uh, uh, I, I call her, I can't call her a kid anymore, but she came to us when she was 16 uh, and she would have aged out last year. Uh, and um, she's now teaching full-time. So she did her student teaching. Um, she started teaching in January in Texas and she's coming to Castleton in July to do her, her age out year. Um, so it, it was a mix for us. We do have a, quite a few members who um, are, are coming to us for that, 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 that bonus year, uh, if you will. And, and that's why we, we try to, to give uh, the members as much, you know, kind of roadway as possible to navigate those decisions. Um, and uh, I remember, I think in December, I, I talked to, you know, the membership and, um, there was no pressure. It was, this is either going to work for you or it's not, except, you know, think about trying to make it work for you. You know, my life experience now, you know, being old, being older and seasoned, um, if I could go back, you know, if you can, if you could do this for yourself, you know, the real world comes fast enough and your obligations um, to your career and, uh, and then to family and having your own family. Um, those are all wonderful experiences, but they, they, they are going to come. It, if you can give yourself one more opportunity, you know, to kind of age out, do it uh, without, without giving up a, a you know, a lifetime, a, a chance of a lifetime opportunity elsewhere. Um, and we had quite a few members who, who kind of made that happen. And that again, you know, I, I, our board, my, I'm very fortunate. The board is uh, highly engaged um, in, they understand that the human um, aspect of what it is we do. And when I go to them and say, we need to deliver, it's going to be challenging, but I need you to commit to delivering the experience of a lifetime because you know, we have members who have been waiting you know, to do this. Uh, we have members who put their life on hold to come back for this bonus year. Let's make sure that everything's perfect. Um, 
and they committed to that really early on. But it, it, I, I've seen it, you know, we, we do have uh, a great mix of, um, you know, younger, maybe a little bit younger than we would normally have members coming in because there's an opportunity for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, bonus year type 21, 22, turning 23 year olds that are kind of doing this for the last time. So um, it's a really great mix. I think we're well positioned for um, next year as well with, you know, kids who can come back, which is great. So what does a non-competitive DCI season even look like? I asked Geneva Lee, drum major with the Phantom Regiment, for her thoughts on this unique summer. I'm genuinely thrilled that the competitive aspect of drum corps is not going to be at the forefront this year. As a conductor, of course, there is a large level of musical responsibility, especially in rehearsal and then on the time on the field with everyone else. But uh, even though that's the capacity of what the job is as a performer, I think 99% of the job is not that. I think it is with helping create the experiences that happen off the field and that happen in one-on-one -on -one relationships with people in the community, in the core, members and volunteers and staff members and alums and, and whatnot. And it's, I've always kind of been baffled about the idea of competition in marching band. And of course, I think it's exciting. And I think it's, I think it is definitely a motivating factor for a lot of people. At the same time, I know that from my perspective, what I can do to help the core is not related so much to what happens from a score perspective. And so um, when I say it's it's almost refreshing or when it makes me excited to know that competition isn't at the forefront this season, there's going to be less tempering of attitudes about competition. There's going to be less um, nurturing the culture around how we talk about competition or making members, ensuring that members feel and know that their worth and value in a season is not going to be decided by numbers and scores and people outside of the organization. And even though I think getting feedback from judges is incredibly important, and I'm, I'm very excited for the times in the season where we can continually get feedback from people outside the organization, it's going to be great knowing that members this year, especially because of the way the season is formatted, are going to be able to act in their own self-motivation and not feel as though the numbers at the end of the night are a reflection of how much they care, how much work they put in, their bad days, their good days, all of those things that can't be captured in the several minute show that will be evaluated from as objective a standpoint as possible. So um, I'm excited for it. And I know uh, JD Shaw, our brass arranger, has talked to us plenty of times about how regardless of this season's format or a conventional season's format, the people we are trying to beat is ourselves. Um, and I think most cores take on that perspective. And I think that's the most sustainable perspective as well. No, I've, I've had this conversation with people and I don't think any designer sits down and says, well, let me write a show for the judges that the audience is going to hate and it's going to put them to sleep. Nobody does that. Tim Hinton of the Marching Roundtable podcast. Even the shows that we all see as being, quote, shows for the judges and very cerebral, artistic or whatever, they're still trying to engage the audience. They're still trying to create something gorgeous and beautiful that moves us and engages us and that we love to watch. So I don't think anybody is not trying to engage the audience or be entertaining. And there's lots of different kinds of entertainment. You know, I can enjoy a rap song and going to the ballet, right? So I have, I have versatility in my understanding and interest 
in the entertainment and the theater and the art that I take in, I feel like drum corps can be the same way. So I can tell you, they're not trying to write a boring show and they're all going to try to win us over. And I got to tell you, sometimes, you know, I'll, I would, I would sit down and watch that crazy 1992 star of Indiana show any day. And, and everybody was like, it's so cerebral and I don't know what's going on. And I was like on the edge of my seat every second sitting in Jackson, Mississippi that night at finals. So everybody's trying to be entertaining. They're doing it their own way. And I think we have to be open to all those different things that they're going to do. Last season, I briefly talked about having marched and instructed professionally with the Irish military. Here in Europe, we have dozens of fantastic marching events each year that aren't competitive. They're called military tattoos, and they feature a variety of bands and performing groups with many different styles and sounds. I asked Paul Dupe, a former member of the Blue Devils and a driving force behind much of the marching arts in the Netherlands, for his thoughts on the comparison between this year's DCI season and a traditional military tattoo circuit. Drumcore for me is not that performance on the field. Drumcore for me is everything around it. Um, but I really look forward uh, to, uh, to what they do because it's, it's great that it's, it, it, it stays alive that way. And I actually very looking forward to this format because be, without competition, there are different dynamics to this whole game. And, and then it becomes something that is very similar to Europe. I don't know how it's in Ireland, but competition in Europe is not the big thing. Most bands do not compete, or if they compete, they do it once every two, three years. That's it. Uh, and that's very different from the U.S. where, you know, so when I looked at the tour, it's more like what we call the commercial tattoos. You, know, so you have this, this, this field, they're coming six bands, people pay 10 euros or, you know, uh, whatever currency or slotties, and they enter and sit in the stands and actually enjoy an evening of a variety. And there are great bands and there are less great bands, but then you watch them because you're a fan or you're, you know, brother or sister. So I hope that that little influence of the non-competitive edge will also come to DCI. And I hope that one of the one, two, three cores will grab this opportunity to do something really, really different. I know we're talking about DCI drum corps, but my, my view has always been very broad. So I always enjoy WGI and Bands of America also because about creativity. I see there the creative things and I see them perfectionized in drum corps. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen Bands of America, but if, if you've seen this marching band with all these carts over the field on this huge tarp, we don't see that in drum corps because we're too strict in drum corps. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to do, you know, and kind, I kind of hope because without those, all those rules things that that is incorporate now that they dare to do these different things. And I'm sure that not all of them will do because most of them will be glad that they can do anything, you know, perform a field show, which is quality wise, good enough. But I hope some take that extra time and that extra opportunity to do something Really, really different. Wouldn't it be great to see Phantom Regiment in a rock band? So what will those three big days in Indianapolis look like this year? Let's give the final word for this episode to Chris Holland of the Boston Crusaders. Thursday in Indy, Friday, Saturday, launches you know the 50th anniversary season. So you, know, you, you march out of the tunnel when you're done and you're into 2022. Um, and I bet, I would imagine, um, 
you know, dark's not the right word, but there would be a period where most drum corps and even DCI would, would maybe go dark for a short period of time in the fall. Catch your breath, kind of, you just went through a long competitive summer, um, sort of get out of the way for marching band, you know, let them take the stage. Um, I think DCI will be less dark because I think we're going to have content from this summer and content from Indianapolis that we want to continue to share into September and October and November. I think groups are going to be auditioning maybe a little bit earlier and of course not take the limelight from any other activity. Uh, but I think, I think keep that momentum going from August into September, October, November, uh, as we kind of ramp up in 2022, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a full length tour, a full summer, you know, rock'em, sock'em drum corps for people who really love the recaps. And I do, I'm a fan. I love kind of seeing numbers and, you know, it's part of our activity. Uh, it's part of the culture and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, that'll be back. That'll be back in 22. It'll be competitive. It'll be a championship. We'll be handing out trophies and high caption awards. And, um, so I, I, I think, uh, I think it's a chance really to, you know, be grateful, you know, to the activity that's given, you know, so many of us so much and go into indie and just, you know, really put it out there. I think it'll be very emotional you know, for everyone. I mean, you know, the ecosystem that is Drum Corps International, you know, creators, judges, um, you know, teachers, obviously the performers, um, you know, all the fans. Uh, I think it's it's going to be uh, an opportunity to just say, you know what, I, I didn't know how much I really love this activity. And I'm just happy to be here celebrating it with everyone. Um, and there'll be a lot of variety and a lot of entertainment and there will certainly be excellence on the field. And we can all leave there saying like, you know what? Um, we didn't allow the activity to go dark for two years. Thank you so much to my guests on this week's episode. To Chris Holland, Geneva Lee, Joshua Hecht, Dan Potter, Michael Cesario, Paul Dupe, Rick Brown, Tim Hinton, and of course, my co-producer, Mallory Anderson. Until next time, march on. Finding Drum Corps is brought to you by the Global Bandroom. You can find out more about all of our podcasts over at globalbandroom.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.